There is absolutely no way that we're going to get through this making any sense other than just irrational fear and hatred. So screw this, I'm converting. Save us, almighty Ra! <laughs> uh, it's episode 158 of Mighty White's podcast. I'm Jack, John back here, see? Hello. How's things, mate? Um, they've been better. I thought that... Yeah. Was, yeah, yeah, you know what? <laughs> I agree with Mark. Um, just, uh... <laughs> well, I'm, I'm... Everton won, but we made very clear we're not worried, we, but we weren't worried about them anyway. They went 2-0 down, but the second they got it back to 2-1, I immediately got my phone out and backed them to win, because you could just see it coming a mile off. So, who cares about them? We should talk about Villa won, Burnley won. Now, I don't... Two Wendy's. Yeah, I don't want to, even before that, be... I hear, because of Bielsa, he taught us not to be this guy. But how the fuck did Ashley Barnes not get sent off? No, it's it's ridiculous. It's it's an elbow square to the head, like... There is no reason for him to throw his arm back like that. Yeah, if both go back, you could say he's jumping, but I mean, he just jumps across and bang. Mm. It's and safe in the knowledge that no one's getting sent off in the first five minutes. Yeah, if he'd have done that about nineteen minutes in, fine. I just, I, I just find it amazing that he's managed to get off. I mean, he didn't career of that. Did he even give a foul? No, no. It's. I think they got a corner at the end of it. Yeah, it's an incredible piece of refereeing. But the actual game itself, like Villa were the better side by a distance, but it's just one of the, like Buendia was not having a great half and then did his best to give away two penalties in 10 seconds. Mm. Uh, I do partly just have to blame Steven Gerrard for the start of it because we called like three set pieces earlier. Why is Buendia marking James Tarkovsky? It's to uh, lull him into a false sense of security. Uh, so yeah, he's he actually a... got he's got to jump like Daryl Strawberry. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, he, uh, he has a push on Tarkovsky that nearly gives away a penalty and then runs across to Maxwell Corney and just kicks him. Definite pen. Ashley Man scores it. And you think, well, that's pretty much that. Buendia does get one back right at the start of the second half. Good ball from John McGinn, decent finish. And Villa did did enough to win the game on a normal day, but Nick Pope had an absolute belter of a game. Yeah, he was he was absolutely outstanding. Made some made some brilliant saves, and I think as the second half sort of wore on, Burnley were relatively effective in in. Going into basically a five-four-one, hmm. um, you know, they, they, they did it against Spurs with the three central defenders, carried it on there, and I, and I imagine it is what they will do on the final day as well. Uh, yeah, probably where they've been going, and then obviously late on in the game, uh, defender who Leeds fans have always had nothing but praise for, Tyrone Mings makes an absolutely unbelievable block to stop Fergost having a tap in. It is one of them where if it's your team, you'd say, yeah, but the defender should never get a chance to block that. You should just score. Oh, no, it's an appalling miss. But it's a brilliant piece of defending, and I have been, I have said very clearly on Twitter that if, if we stay up, I'll never sing that song again. 
mostly because we'll never get to play. <laughs> he might go back to Ipswich at the end of his career. Um, so yeah, obviously that was really frustrating. Villa not managing to get the win, but you can't rely on others. And now we are in a situation after that where we on on Sunday we have to better Burnley's result. If Burnley win, we're down. Yeah. Uh, so hopefully we win. There is a bit of news before we talk about the games on Sunday. Uh, Leeds and Burnley have. Put in a sent a letter to the FA complaining about Everton's financial results. Everton have lost three hundred and seventy one point eight million over three years. The maximum allowed is one hundred and five. Uh, there is absolutely no doubt that they have done this. They have broke the rules. Everyone knew this. What a month ago, because it would have been roughly first of April or it went when everything came out. I mean, realistically, you could just look at their transfer spending. It has been mad. But yeah, everyone knew this was coming. Uh, the difference is for the COVID allowances and stuff, I think Le- Leeds put like 40 million. Villa were one of the really high ones. They put like 60. And I believe Everton put 170 odd million down mm. uh, for their COVID costs. It's, I mean, it's clearly bollocks. But I don't think this is worth even thinking about because there is no way in hell anything will come of this. No, they're they're not going to do anything, especially once the season is finished because they're not going to look at this in the day and a half they have now. No. Um, It's it's now just... It's it's a very... The the timing was suspect. I know they said... The timing... I know they said they sent the, the, the letter off a week ago, but um, yeah. the day after they guarantee safety. Yeah, well, it coming out now, and it is as well, really, it comes across as sour grapes. Hmm. Because it is. It now, is. It, it is sour grapes. Now, that doesn't change the fact that they have done this. Like, they have brought the fact that they are way over the allowance. But doing it now... Yeah. The problem was they needed to do it the day the, fa- the day the accounts came out, basically. Yeah. As soon as it came out and said, well, that's against the rules. But this just looks like we've only complained because we're going to go down. And the reason is because we've only complained because we're going to go down. Like, I mean, you know, nothing would make me happier than them to look into it and go, oh, actually, yeah, this is, yeah, sorry, 10-point deduction. You know, I don't care if we get out of it through not deserving it or whatever it is. I hope that happens. But I don't think for a second it will. No, I mean, you've got to look at the the instances of when things like this... I won't even say start at, at this stage of the season when they, you know, they typically conclude. They try and do stuff like this before the game is kicked off. Now, I don't think this will happen in this case. But, you know, the instances I can think of of not in terms of it being breaking financial fair play or anything like that, but you look at um, the West Ham Sheffield United incident with with Tevez and Mascherano and and the breaking of the rules there, and that was a compensation payoff and Sheffield United still go down. Um, Which did stink, by the way. That absolutely stunk when it happened. It still stinks now. There was... (laughs) Who was it 
at QPR, they had the issues with the season, our first season back in the championship when QPR got promoted. Oh, they, I've, I, I can't remember exactly what it was, but it got confirmed that they were okay the to morning ju- of the game against us. It was just was, before kickoff, if I remember rightly. Yeah, and we were playing them on the last day. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So, again, the, the fact, because that was something that they'd actually, that had been going on for, for a few weeks. Mm. But you're just there going, there's no way on the last day of the season they're, they're automatically going to gonna go, oh, yeah, they're a breach of rules, so we're going to drop you down. Yeah, we're going to take this many points off or whatever. Yeah. Like it, It's uh, not going to happen. Yeah. Um, a friend of ours, Alex Bernison, says 10 points next season. If that happens... Ah, the Wigan I, treatment. Yeah, if that happens, then Leeds have a case to sue them for 200 million quid immediately. Hmm. If they did that, then Leeds could go, okay, you've just admitted that they did it. You know, but and the thing is that this will be the this will be the Premier League rather than the FA or the EFL for that matter. Because we've seen EFL teams get that. I mean Derby. I know that it's taken them down this season, but they should have gone down last season. Yeah. <laughs> there was outcry because of, of the situation with Wigan and why they'd lost points. Um, it's and this is the problem with stuff like this is it needs to be dealt with fairly swiftly, and you you can't tell me that there wasn't some sort of forecast that was going to be made about Everton's expenses before any accounts become. No, yeah. or anything like that. You know, there's got to be some level. I can't imagine the FA just sat there twiddling the thumbs, going, "Well, it's not looking good over the two seasons, but let's see what the third season brings." Yeah, I mean, it was well known that they had gone miles beyond their means spending wise, and that's why this season has been so bad for them because they knew that if they go down, they are completely screwed. Yeah. Uh, but so. the, it's just one of the things out. It is getting a bit to the stage with these rules where they either need to just bin them off, or enforce them. You can't have the way they're doing it now, where they don't really do either. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just trying to think. Cause again, I know that it's mostly with the, the football league at this point. They had that little run. A co- probably a couple of years ago now, where there was there was points deductions for there was the ones for Chef Wednesday, there was ones for Birmingham, and the, there was like a little flurry of it almost, and then mm. it kind of died down again. And you know, one of the issues being, and not not that relates to Everton, you do have the issue of the clubs that like us, like well, not us because we went up, but you know, if we'd have stayed down, same with that with Aston Villa. Where they have essentially broken the rules for two years, yeah, or the, three the years, but with... they get away with it because of the because they get the promotion. Yeah, the difference is wheels. We didn't. Hmm. We didn't. We never broke the rules. We would have had to sell a load of players after not if we didn't go up in order hmm. to not break the rules. But we never broke the three year thing. And the reason our loss was so high for that season, which and this happens to every team that goes up. We lost like 60 million and like 20 odd million of that was promotion bonuses. 
Yeah. So they wouldn't have gone out if it wouldn't have gone up. So it, it but every team that goes up, when you see that even even that Huddersfield team that did it on the cheap was paying like 140 quid per hundred quid in in wages. Mm. Like the only way, really, unless you get lucky with a few youngsters and stuff, the only way you're getting out of championship is you have to gamble and then be willing to have two bad seasons to rebuild. Yeah. I'm sorry, I'm just uh I'm just looking through transfer marks at the moment at, at Everton's transfers from the last three years. Um Christ, there's so much money goes out. I know they have recouped some, but they've spent a lot of money. Yeah. Um, uh, it, it, it's just after, again, the, the the financial issues clubs go through. and You look at it at, at Barcelona, where it is clear they are losing money hand over fist. There is nothing going to be done about that. Like, is can you imagine a world where you wait for go? Ah, yeah, can't be having you and Real Madrid in the Champions League this year. I'm afraid. Yeah, it's just it just doesn't happen. It's you know, it's like it's like banks, but a lot of it is too big to fail at this point. Mm. So they'll they'll just let it slide. Um. So yeah, it's a weird one, this because there is tactical stuff, but I don't I just don't care at the minute. Uh, firstly, Burnley Newcastle. Here's Away the why, lads. Here's why I am so down. What have I been saying for ages? They'll lose to Spurs, they'll draw with Villa, and they'll beat Newcastle on the final day. I've been saying it consistently for weeks and weeks. Nothing's changed my mind. Newcastle are playing really well. Newcastle should beat Burnley. They won't. Burnley will win this game. Oh, ye of little faith. I have loads of faith in Burnley. <laughs> loads of faith in Burnley, yeah. <laughs> um, you know what? I'd, like I said, I've, I've entirely regressed back to denial. Newcastle will win this comfortably. Mm. Um, and Jack Harrison will play like he did last season and score a hat-trick. Not for, I mean, not for Newcastle. Yeah. Um, so so you think Newcastle will do will do us the favour that we need? Yes. God, I hope you're right, but I just don't see it. Which makes this moot. But <laughs> but we're going to Brentford. Well, luckily we have a really good record. I think we last won there in 1961. I think I think that's what stats said. Yep. Uh, they played a back three for quite a lot of this season, but they've gone to a 4 3 3 now, which has sort of unlocked Christian Eriksen and made him look. Is that how that works? They moved to a 4 3 3 and they were unlocked the ability to sign Christian Eriksen. The, the ability to Christian <laughs> Eriksen, uh, who is obviously a brilliant player. Um, they play some nice stuff, They're very, they seem to be very quick to counter when they get the opportunity. Uh, it'll probably be Raya in goal. That Christopher Ayer's been playing right back, which is a bit weird because he's six foot six. Yeah. 
but he's a good he's he's good on the ball, so fair enough. Uh, Jansen and that Sorensen's been playing. I have only watched that Sorensen play like two ninety minutes, and both of them he wasn't very good. So he's the one that I'd be targeting if he's playing. But Ethan Pinnock... Put Rodrigo like on him, yeah. I don't know if Ethan Pinnock's completely injured or like that. I haven't checked. Uh, Rico Henry left back. Uh, Jensen, Norgard and Eriksen at middle. And Worm on the right. Whistle on the left. Even Tony up front. Uh, as a Pinnock could play centre-back. There's that Vitaly Janel can play at midfield. He looks quite good. And even though we ain't getting in the team much lately... I wonder if they'll throw in Sergi Canos just because he always plays well against us. Yeah. Uh, what do you think of Brent, what do you think of Brentford as a side? They've done better than I thought they would this year. You know, I, I think one of the things they have done is that they have built a very solid defense and and worked off that. And the fact that they signed Christian Eriksen and he is been totally fine through this and I fully understand why no why there were loads of clubs that thought it's not worth the risk but he has been a fantastic signing for them has given them another dimension going forward and they do have someone who can score goals um in in Ivan Tony and that from what I've seen of him I really like that whistle yeah uh, the, uh, from what I've... I, I I think if they don't sign Ericsson they are probably six points worse off than they are now. You know, yeah. so, so, so probably so something about fourteenth, fifteenth. Yeah, but still have been fine. Just yeah, less good. Um, but no, that they, they have built a, a, a very solid team. You know, there's there's outside of of Ericsson, You know, I, I think plenty of people, like with any newly promoted team, would have had their doubts about whether Ivan Tony can score goals at this level. But he has got the pace to get, you know, to trouble defenders. And especially now with, with Ericsson there, he has been getting regular good service up front. Yeah, I'm looking at that and thinking, obviously, I'm terrified of set pieces against anyone because it's Leeds. But Ayer, Janssen, Sorensen, Tony. And mm. even though he's not that big, that Wisser appears to be quite good in the air as well. And you've got Ericsson, yeah. Ericsson on the dead ball. That's going to be a serious problem. Now, I have to assume, now that Burnley didn't lose on last night, we, we are going to have to go out to try and win this game. Yeah. Like, I know, you know, obviously, I know that if... If Burnley, by some miracle, are 3-0 down after 20 minutes, then you can sort of go, well, a draw's enough. But I don't think you can play like that. No. Don't do any good. So I, you have to assume it's going to be back four and the 4-2-3-1 for triple two. I, th I think the other issue with us is pure and simply. Um, I'll be there for you. <laughs> Thank you. Um, <laughs> we are not good enough. To, to go into any game against any level of opposition saying, well, if we just hold out for a point while we need to and then go on the attack, like we we just cannot we cannot defend well enough to, to think like that at all. No. Like no, say, it's true. The, the idea that any corner is going to come in and I will be absolutely terrified because we will be out-muscled, out-manned, 
whatever, whatever outnumbered, other... outplanned. <laughs> I mean, given our red card record recently, I'm really hoping we won't be outmanned, you know, outnumbered again. But yeah. um, the key is to go through them within the first four minutes yeah. and be prejudiced against all races. Um, but no, it's Burnley. Are, you know, not Burnley. Sorry, Brentford are a, are a decent side, but at the same time, like we have got good attacking players. And Rodrigo, they, have, they haven't. They haven't all been in good nick, but in theory, we do. Oh yeah, but I mean, I, I'm just looking at the the BBC website. In where is he now? Tied nineteenth for the highest goal scorer in in the league is Rafinha, so we got him. Um, he is behind Emmanuel Dennis. Oh no, he's level with Emmanuel Dennis. Mm. That's sad. Um, Ivan Tony is eleventh. It's very odd, like very low goal scoring this season, by the way. Yeah, there hasn't been the streaking away to fifty odd as well, like there has in other seasons. No. Uh, Let's talk about that instead of the game. <laughs> it's temp- I, I, I don't even know what to think about this game. Like, I, I haven't normally by now. I would know what my plan is for the game. I have no idea where I'm going to watch it. I have no idea what I'm going to do. It should be a sad sign that Timo Puki is above any of our goal scorers. By the way, no. I'm tempted. I'm tempted to take my dad's advice because he's just going to go out with dogs at five to four, and just ignore it and just yeah, just just walk around woods and stuff. <laughs> You're going to sit at the top of the hill singing K Sarah Sarah, yeah. waiting for the end of the world. I mean, relegation. Yeah. Um, so, do you do you think we'll change anything from the last game, lineup wise? I am guessing Bamford will be on the bench by the sounds of, of Jesse Marsh's comments today. Yeah, I would have thought so. Um, I'm trying to think what else you could. you that you could and would realistically change. Like, I, I don't think he's going to change Click and Phillips. Um, we still, we're not going to have a right back, are we? So it'll still be, well, it depends on the fitness of Robin Cock, I imagine. Yeah. There was no, there didn't seem to be any mention of him from, from what I saw. No, which I took to mean he's fine. Hmm. I mean, I I, honestly, I, I, I'm guessing it's either him or Jamie Shackleton. Yeah, the he's only the one who came off the bench. Yeah, I was going to say the only changes I could see are Shackleton for Cock if he's not fully fit, and Strout for Furpo. Yeah, those are the only ones that I could see there being changes. I don't think he's changing Juventus or Cooper. Although I'll, I've said it, but I really wouldn't mind Shackleton right back and then Cock and Cooper in the middle. Yeah, but we need that creative outlet back there. Mm. You know when we're having that conversation about about Flair in Football Manager, yeah. Diego Llorente, that is. That's what yeah. Flair is. Like if if we can manage to get the ball, like go really push the front four up, and try and get them, that front four is good enough to score a couple of goals. And that's all I just want us to win our game. If Burnley win. Which I, I think they will. At least you can say you did what you needed to do on the last day. Mm. And it's it's frustrating and everything, but at least it, you can take something from it. Like, I mean, if if we go down with 38 points, 
like just by the way that the league works, you are a little bit unlucky if you go down with 38 points. Because mm. that would keep you out 80, 85% of the time. Maybe even higher than that. But it's just us winning. And I just, I, I've got so much more faith in Burnley beating Newcastle than I do us winning at Brentford. Yeah, the thing that concerns me most about us is the very lightweight nature of our strikers mm. compared to the very heavyweight nature of their yeah. centre backs. Yeah, I hear Janssen, Solenton, and Pinnock give you players. They're all. Yeah, they've, they've got a type of, of Brentford at centre back, yeah. and it's bloody massive. Yeah, bloody Janssen, massive. Janssen is small. Yeah. Bloody massive and preferably Scandinavian. <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, yeah. I would say that against Everton, Brentford didn't look good at the back in that game. Mm. Yeah, but it's us. Yeah, that, that's the that's the concert. It's, it's our little faith I have in us. Um, it it does get to the point where I do look at it and just think, you know what, front three of just Strike, Gelhart, Cresswell. <laughs> just, just, just launch just, it yeah just launch it and just hope for the knockdowns um, but look, th- th- they are there to be got at Rafinha very good player Jack Harrison in in my head is is fantastic it depends and, what the it is one of them where it depends what version of him shows up it's a tight pitch as well mm. um to be honest, though, with, with how we are at the moment, we could be playing at Wembley. I'm just looking at, oh, it's a big pitch, though. We're going to struggle here. Yeah. We're, we're playing at Kenilworth Road. Oh, tight pitch. We're going to struggle here. Yeah. <laughs> Ellen Road. Oh, medium-sized pitch. Mm. Yeah. Um, no, you know what? Fuck it. Optimism for the sake of optimism. We win 2-1. Burnley, Burnley uh, pegged back by a 94th-minute uh, let's go with oh Mo. Sorry, Alberon. Uh, yeah. uh, I mean, obviously, the narrative one is Chris Wood gets back from injury and scores. And you know what? That would make up for the way he left. Yeah, I'd be okay with that. Yeah. Um, I say I I I am he of little faith. I think Burnley are going to win, so I don't think it's going to matter. Uh. I think we'll get a one-all draw, but I think Burnley will win. Mm. Uh, Leeds are like Leeds are now one to three to get relegated. Um, that's without shopping around. They might be thought we'll have them somewhere, but we'll unpack all of the what should we do in the summer and stuff after when we do one next week and just sound thoroughly depressed about everything. I, th- I think we probably need to have a podcast where we focus squarely on the games this weekend and then probably give it a week. And then the post-mortem can begin. Yeah. Uh, you're done at work at a decent time on Monday, aren't you? Yep. We should probably do one Monday before pub quiz. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, what's your official prediction for the Leeds game? Did you say 2-1? So a 2-1 win. KC I've, classic there. Yeah, 2-1. I've got a one-all draw. 
you know it's bad because you're not even predicting def- you know defeats now. No, because weirdly, you, I don't you think can I... tell you've given up. No, weirdly, I don't think we're going to lose this game. I just my the reason I was so so desperate for Villa to win last night was because I've I've been so convinced for weeks that Burnley are going to win on the last day. I wanted us to be a point in front going in. So then it was in our hands. Now it isn't in our hands. I've just resigned myself to it. And there's nothing I'd love more than to be wrong. I'll tell you what you're really not going to like, Jack, is the fact that we, when we go down and Burnley have lost as well. Yeah, I, there's, there's, it's very possible. It's very possible. It's entirely likely. I'd be, I would be furious if that happened. If they get beat and we lose... Even though, like, you know, Brentford are favourites, like you'd expect us to lose, I, I'd be fuming if that happens. Um, so yeah, that will do. We knew this was going to be a short one because we've basically split the podcast in two this week, haven't we? Yep. Um, so yeah, that will. Do. I've just please. I, I, it's times like this that I wish I wasn't an atheist. I'd love to be able to fucking pray for it. Or something like that. And yeah, that is a trivial thing to pray over, but if I was a religious man, I would. Yeah, my mum <laughs> said this, that I should start praying for that. And I just said, well, I think God would find it insincere that if all, yeah. after all these years I started praying <laughs> now. Just, and for this. I, I smoked leads even more with a further footage <laughs> of Patrick Bamford. Yeah, like, like, like that is, if the narrative is going to win, Chris Wood, late goal for Newcastle, Patrick Bamford, late goal for Leeds. Patrick Bamford with his third of the season. Uh, Scott against Brentford off the bench. Mm-hmm. Has he scored another? Um, I can't remember one. <laughs> I'm having a look. Where's his statistics? Career statistics, leads. Not two goals this season in nine appearances. It's, uh, it's not a bad record. So what 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 is the other one? Um, other than the Brentford one, did he score? Let's have a look. Um, he scored his first. Goal oh, he scored season. away. He scored away at Burnley. Yeah, we we went to that game. Yeah, <laughs> it wasn't great. No. So yeah, just. Just hope. That's all we've got to do now. Is just hope. We need. We don't need a miracle, but we need. We need a fair slice of luck now. Yep. And just, I just hope we get it because, I'm. I've, there's been a lot of people on Twitter saying similar things to this. It's true. There are a lot of things that I hate about the Premier League, but God, I don't want to go back down to the Championship. It's it's that horrible feeling of you want to be in there competing with the best. But I hate this horrible murky league that's cartel that's been created and <laughs> yeah. the scumbag Super League Six and all that shit. And I want to just be there so we can at least try and beat them. Yeah. And it is also that thing of we got promoted and then finished ninth and we couldn't go and see it. And then when we can go see it, we'll get relegated. Yeah. Which does lend credence to that theory that everyone's had for years that leads players are scared of playing in front of Leeds fans. <laughs> Any fans, to be honest. Yeah. So, yeah. Shit, that... there's a boy over there. Oh, <laughs> God. 
that will do us for episode 158 at my Wet's podcast i mean we will be back but maybe we'll be back supporting the championship club and we'll uh We'll just be more and more sad about things. And actually, have to start doing research again. You don't have to research Premier League teams because you know about them. Yeah, you watch Match of the Day, you hear about them and things, don't you? Yeah. No one's watching Quest. Yeah, like I, I, I believe that. I think that they've lost lost the rights as well, haven't they? Now. Oh God. You know, I don't want to have to look up who plays up front for Rotherham again. <laughs> I think it's still the same players. Is it Michael Smith, that big guy? Can't remember. Anyway, yeah, that'll do us. So I've been Jack, see you. I've been Casey. See you on the other side. <laughs>